Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I am Taylor V. I'm your co-host. We meet and chat about monthly. And let me just tell you, I'm feeling kind of spicy, y'all. We need to talk about rest cycles. So recently, I have been, uh, let's say, initiated into a uninvited rest cycle, because I mean, do we really invite them? Or do we just work with them? And one of the things that I realized in this process of being initiated into a rest cycle is that number one, the rest is the reward for the work. It isn't something that we accommodate. I think that we can make the rest cycle so much harder when we resist it and when we do not see it as a reward, but it really is a reward. It's a time of receptivity. It's a time to receive back and to relish in all of the the glory or the harvest of having initiated. But here's the challenge. Because we're manifestors and we go first and we initiate things often before the collective or our audience or our customers or our clients or our family or our people or insert anyone other than us with the vision and the one who gave it to us, anyone else, often before they see it, there is a lag between our provision and them and their recognition, right? And their like them receiving and acknowledging the benefit of our work if they ever turn around and do acknowledge and are able to make the connection because not every initiation affords us the ability to be kind of directly um, credited for that thing. So there's a lag between us showing up and doing what we're here to do, doing what we feel the urge to do, and doing it with no guarantee, number one, that there will, there, there will be any credit, let alone that when the person or the people or the, the energy that, that um, benefits from our initiation, that they will know to even kind of acknowledge that they that they had a deposit in the form of our initiation, right? That, that all of that is not guaranteed. But here's what is guaranteed. I can guarantee you that there is a lag between the time that you release your urge and the time that you um, receive confirmation that that was a good idea. <laughs> if you ever get that. 
There will be a, a time, there will be a space in between it coming out and you having something, you know, echoing back or receiving something back. And maybe the thing that you receive back is rest. But if you don't consider that a reward, then you could be waking, you know, waiting at infinitum for something to say, good job. But the fact that you are at rest is a is is your confirmation that your work was complete for this season. For this cycle, your work has been complete. And I think it's so important and, and probably why I feel spicy and ready to give it to you all this episode, because if we are waiting for some external validation that we have done enough, it is not coming. And the reason why it's not coming is because no recipient can validate what it cost us to give it in the first place. No one else outside of us can can do the accounting to ensure that we are you know, reconciled for the expense that it was to give. Now, whether you believe urges come from God, from source, from energy, however you want to articulate that, the the source of the energy gives you the provision to put out that which no one else may have awareness of, but it still comes at a cost to your person, to your being. It comes at a cost to the resources that you've been given. Now, you've been given them so that you can do this thing, but if, if your measurement or your accounting of this doesn't factor in what you will be releasing along with the urge, then you will always live feeling at a deficit. And so you will be, it will be hard to see your rest as a reward. Your rest cycles will come as almost like uh, an insult. Like, I have to rest because now I'm just depleted because I just ain't got nothing left. And it's almost like a take me out because we're losing the game coach type moment versus nah, player, your work here is done. You've done your part of the game and now you are needed to rest because we will need you again. That experience coming from that place of power, that paradigm is not something someone else can give to you. That comes from you doing the math on your side and really acknowledging what it costs you to initiate, what it costs you to be the kind of being that produces urges, that births new concepts, new notions, new ideas, new experiences into um, the environment or into the atmosphere so that other people can grapple with them. It's almost like when you really have reverence for what you do as a manifester, just just the initiation in terms of like, let's have a different conversation. Let's let's talk about what can't be seen. Like just those things alone, when you have a reverence for what you're here to do, you respect the cost that it that it is for you to do it. And that is so important when you get initiated into a rest cycle, because if your habit on the front end, if your, if your pregame was not to have a reverence for it, if it was, if you were kind of begrudgingly doing what you had to do, because, you know, nobody gets what, like if, if it, if you were uh, producing an urge from a place of resentment or from a place of anger, it is hard to see your rest as a rightful reward for the work that you did. 
but you are 100% deserved of a period of time where there is no demand being placed on you because of the demand that is placed on you when your name is called. And they happen together and not always proportionally. Meaning it's not, it's not a 50-50, like 50% of the time you're at rest and 50% of the time you're in an urge. No, it's, it's, there is an, there is a, there is a balancing, not a balance, but a perpetual balancing. There is a constant pouring and refilling that's happening. There is a dance. There is a tension that we live in as manifestors. And when we, when we resent that tension or we externalize that tension onto other people, places, and things as if, if they were easier, if they were more appreciative, if they would acknowledge us, if they would account for us, then it would not feel as expensive to be the kind of being that calls falls into sight that which no one else can see that it doesn't work that way their acknowledgement will always come after you have paid the cost for them to see always and the rest that you are a hundred percent deserved of will always come after you have given what regardless of whether they ever acknowledge it this this is so important, particularly as you dive into your design and you're following your strategy and authority and you're grappling with your profile lines, especially for my, my people out there who want to make a connection between offers and business because you guys know, that's, I mean, I just love this stuff, right? Like I'm always trying to, to bring it back home and land it too, but how do we create wealth from it? But how do we experience abundance at the, as the result of this that we're doing, right? So if that's you, here's what I'll say to you. There are things that you're going to do to get your offer out, to get your message out, to to make yourself available, to receive funds. There are there are places and positions you're going to put yourself in that are expensive to your being to do. But the priority that you place on them to be in that position, to be the kind of person who can do that, it isn't it isn't free and that's also not the work. Let let me let me ground this cuz I, I feel like I'm talking super conceptual. Okay, so in my case, I am a one three manifest one three emotional manifester, but I have a split definition. So I do really well when I work in spaces where other people are. A case in point, like a cafe. I am so much more productive in a cafe than I will ever be in a room by myself. It just is what it is. There's something about you know the bridging of my gaps, the the energy, the input. I have a lot of right variables, so like having some energy pull out while I'm pulling in, like I just it it makes things come together, and there is a synergy that I'm able to work within. Now, here's the challenge. That's not really convenient for my life. Because I don't only do things that can be done in a cafe. I work with clients. I talk to them about their chart. I dive into people's businesses. I pick apart people's offers. Like 
I am an architect through and through. Like I need a space where I can open things up and, and look at the infrastructure of the way people see things. I, I read people's frequency. So I can't always be in the middle of a Panera or a Starbucks grappling with somebody's offer. Sometimes I need to be in a room that is private, that has some that has some space that has been protected, uh, protected for the work that I do. And the challenge is how do I coordinate my schedule so that I'm able to write in the spaces and in the atmospheres that are conducive for writing and creating? And then how do I serve in the spaces that are conducive for serving without always spending half my day like com- commuting from a Panera to an office to my house to to a Starbucks? Like how do I lose that? Because that's draining. I'm also, I have three small kids, so I'm working within a, a confined period of time as well. Right. So the reason why I expose you to some of the dynamics that are at play in my life is because there is a cost for me to have a program where other people can have profound insights that are identity affirming, that are revolutionary for who they want to be. For me to be able to offer, you know, my accelerator I need to be in a space that allows that kind of urge to come out. And at the same time, the space that allows the urge to come out is not the same, nor is it convenient to the place where I'll actually be serving them. And there is a cost to navigating that. And it's frustrating because I am I am not a strategist, but I am attempting to strategize. When I say I'm not a strategist, I mean that in my variables, strategy is not what I'm, I'm here to do. I am a big picture thinker. I, I can zone in for the purposes of figuring out what isn't quite settling right. But, but I'm not a... Um, I'm not in the granular of things and it and it has become to begun to feel like there is a granularity that's required to produce the urges that come through me. And here's what I'll say and why rest cycles like how I connect this back to rest cycles. I will get this urge out. I will deliver it. People's lives will be impacted by the way that I'm teaching about offers and human design. They, there will be a transformation there because I've been transformed by it and I'm willing to, to pay the cost and account for the cost to get that out and make that available to people. And when the rest cycle hits, when when it's time to to settle into, I got it out. I'll be able to rest. I'll be able to settle in. I'll embrace that it will be harder to get my thoughts out, that it may that it may feel less clear than it normally does. That that just getting things to kind of click like they normally do. I'll be able to honor that season too because I know what it cost. I know what it was like for the season where the urge was hit, where I was up at 3.24 a.m. when my birthday's on the 24th and I'm getting all of this confirmation that what I need to say must be said and and here's how you say it. I'm here for those moments too, the moments of the urge. And I'm also so available for this season where it, it feels like making it all come together feels effortful and and I'm tired and I just want to retreat and yet my urge is bigger and my urge still has things that it demands that that it has need of and and yes I'm bringing on a team and yes I'm figuring out how to to continue to nourish the urge if you will meanwhile my very being is kind of recoiling and recovering and being nourished I have space for that because I know what it costs 
to be here. And I thought, I used to think that when they get it, when they pay, when they, when, when I get the credit, when they have taken the course, that's when I'll feel okay resting. That's when I'll feel like, man, I really earned this. No, I feel it now in the rest cycle. I have, I have a graciousness for my own grappling because I know what it cost me to even be here. And that's what I want to offer to you. I want to offer to you that Feeling like your rest cycle is a reward is dependent on how how much you count the cost of the urge. If you idealize the stage of your creativeness where the flow is there, where the synergy is there, if you idealize that as somehow better, then your rest cycles are going to come like a slap in the face. They're going to feel like a betrayal of who you think yourself to be. And that's because it is. It is betraying the fantasy of, of how you've described yourself. Who you really are is the totality of it. You are both the person who can, who can wow and, and just get it out faster than, than other types could even articulate. And you are also the person who recoils, who needs to hibernate, who is, who is nourished, who is rewarded in watching their urge be consumed, knowing full well that the clock has begun, that there will, there, it's just a lag. You're not fired. There is a period of time between production and their consumption and the time that it's your turn again to release something else that they didn't even know that they needed. And that's our cycle. That's what it means to be a manifester today. And it's not neat. And it's not, um, it's not always pretty and overly romanticized. But I can tell you this, it's real. It's not, it's not, not, it's not nebulous. It is a real experience. It is grounded. It is authentic. And if you're looking for something in your experience that's sustainable, because I think so many of us come to human design, not because we didn't have other strategies, not because we didn't have other tactics or even other people in our lives who encouraged us or gave us a good tip here or there for how to be more alive. It's not that. What it is, is that those tactics and those methods were not sustainable. They didn't, they weren't offered to us in a way that we couldn't sustain over a period of time. And it wasn't until human design accounted for the totality of who we are that we finally feel like we have permission and opportunity to be ourselves. This is what it means. This is what it means to grapple with the parts of you that can wow and the part of you that sits in wonder. And most of us describe wonder as this like awestruck, childlike innocence. No, the wonder is, I wonder what this is going to be like. I wonder how this is going to turn out. I wonder if this is enough. And it's trusting that if you are feeling called to rest, it has to be enough. It has to be because you're at rest. All right, that's all for today. Talk to y'all later. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today in another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. We so enjoy having you here and whether you are listening to my insights or the wisdom of one of our other incredibly talented manifesto specialists, we really truly hope that you have taken away power, transformation and wisdom about your own manifesto magnificence. 
Before you go and switch off, we would be so humbly grateful if you could take the time to either leave a podcast review right on the platform that you're listening to, or if you feel like it, please do a share across your social media. We love to hear how each of the episodes is impacting you, and we love to provide an opportunity for you to inform us via social media. So please share a story or a post about this episode and tag us at The Manifesto Community. Until next time, please, manifestors, keep hunting for purpose.